Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to my favorite work of art. With me, Dr. Laura Jane Foley. Each week, I'm joined in the studio by a guest who tells me all about an artwork that means something to them. Today, my guest is musician and music producer Andy Gill, a founding member and guitarist for the English rock group Gang of Four. The post-punk group Gang of Four was formed in Leeds in 1977 and are considered to be one of the leading bands of the late 70s and early 80s post-punk movement. Their debut album, Entertainment, was ranked as the fifth greatest punk album of all time and at number 483 in Rolling Stone magazine's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. I'm delighted he's joining me today. Welcome, Andy. Yes, it's great to be here. So tell me, what is your favourite work of art? It's, uh, well, that's a good question. I'm not sure if it's my favourite work of art. The, the one I'm going to talk about is uh, Déjeuner dans l'atelier, Lunch in the Studio by uh, Manet. And uh, says here it was 1868. I thought it was earlier than that, but never mind. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, for the benefit of our listeners, can you describe the painting? <sighs> well, you've given me 15 minutes and this is impossible. Okay, so uh, you, what, you've got three figures around a table. Uh, there's a, a, a serving woman, a maid, standing, looking out of the canvas. There's a young man who's clearly well-off, well-dressed, who's staring out into space somewhere off your shoulder. There's a character sitting down at the table, bearded character slightly more fuzzy the, the the young man is brightly lit and is really clear and then on the table you've got some oysters some some alcohol of some kind probably beer or wine um lemon and stuff and then you've got in the bottom left corner some armor sort of medieval armor and you've got but there's a cat just next to the armor appearing to be licking itself Top left, there's something which could be a window, but it's sort of a grid, you can't really tell what it is. And top right, you've got something which I think is probably a mirror. Mm. And there's a wall behind it. So that is the basic description of it. Mm. Why this Why this painting? Why have you chosen this one? Um, this painting has a direct line to today. It informs us about the world that we are living in now. And the way it does that... It's complicated, <laughs> but I'll try and make it as simple as I can. If, if, we, if we think about the world that Manet was in, in the 
19th century. And we think about the things that are in this painting. Normally, they would have a concrete meaning. Normally, they would be rooted in, in, in their context and their meaning. So the maid, compare with uh, Chardin, where you've got lots of depictions of maids, and they are functioning, they are part of the social group, they're doing something. This maid is a cipher. She's, she's kind of dislocated from the whole situation. She's functionless. The figure on the right sitting at the table... Uh, the bearded man, um, bohemian, um, having a fag, uh, drinking. In he, he looks like something out of a Courbet painting. Hmm. In a Courbet painting, he would be part of a social group. He would be part, it would signify, I mean, Courbet obviously was famous for being one of the first people to kind of identify class and to... Uh, and, and to be modern and to identify middle-class, working-class people around him. That was, what, it was kind of one of the things that he's famous for. And in a Corbet painting, this man would be part of a group and would be functioning in some way in that group. Here, again, he's just a cipher. He's just a kind of a quote. It's just like he's, he's in, you know, um, scare quotes. And then we've got the, the young man who's just staring at it. And there's no relationship to any of them. They don't relate to each other in any way. And then you've got the armour. What, what would that normally mean? That would normally be nobility, some kind of heraldry. It would signify something. But then you've got the cat sitting next to it, licking itself. Just It's just random. You could think that this was a painting, art about art, It could, you know, which is obviously something that in later years, in the 20th century and in this century, is a very popular theme. It's like art about art. Mm. What is it? Which is a, a kind of intellectual exercise, kind of a philosophical thing, sort of about what is truth. Um, and you could read that this painting in that way. This is painting about other paintings. And in a way, I'd sort of agree with that, but I'd also say that everything has been removed from its old meaning. So things that were solid are becoming paper thin. Things are becoming hard to pin down. Mm. So the armour, as I said, is is kind of become meaningless. The The role of the individuals has become slightly yeah they, they 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 don't relate to each other which is which is really strange uh, the the painting the stuff on the table oysters lemon that is just a direct quote from dutch painting we've all seen a thousand paintings where there's oysters and lemons you know are, are, uh, again, why is it, you know, it, it's sort of like a quote. A lot of this is like quoting stuff. And then you look at the back wall and it's floating. It's like a Barnett Newman. It's, it's, it's completely, you can't tell where it is. And, that, you know, the, the, what I think is a mirror at the top right, you can't pin it down in space. The, the sort of grid thing, which might be a window on the top left, 
again, you can't pin it down. The whole thing is is as near as the characters as it is about, which is which is, of course, you know, now we can look back and say, well, that's incredibly modern. But all of this stuff adds up to a breakdown in meaning and hierarchy. What it, it it's a breakdown of the norm. It's a breakdown of tradition. And it, what it's saying is, is the old rules don't apply. Mm. This is a new world. Mm. I think a lot of people look at this picture and they're puzzled and they can't. It's not sensationalist. It's not like déjeuner célèbre. It's not like uh, a lampier. It's not with a fantastic nude. You know, it's. It, it's not so straightforward as that. You know. It's a little bit complicated, but that's the way I see it. Mm. I mean, I always <clears> think the arbitrary kind of placing of the the armour is almost surrealist because you don't expect to see it there. And as you say, these sort of disparate figures that don't relate to each other in the space, uh, it is it is sort of early days of that. And I mean, he was moving from realism to impressionism, so it is that break in tradition that you're talking True. about. Yeah. Can you remember the first time you saw it or you came across it? Yeah, it was... Um... I had the great fortune in the in my second year at Leeds uh, to be to have uh, T.J. Clark as professor, wow. and uh, it, I think Leeds Art Department at that point was a, a really alive place. So, what did you study at Leeds? Well, I, I did fine art, which is right. you know, which is traditionally a sort of mixture of your own work with art history, and you can kind of go. Uh, you know the blend can be you know one third two third whatever mm. whatever you want really and um, I don't know I was probably I probably got more excited by you know I started I started Gang of Four in, in the year that I started looking at this painting and um, a lot of the ideas that we talked about that TJ Clark was talking about a lot of those things kind of informed uh, the way, the, the 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 attitudes and the words of of Gang of Four. So, for example, a song like "Natural's Not in It," which was on the first album. Essentially, it's about uh, the idea that things could be described, but could be explained by being natural. Mm. So the relation, so the woman being in the home, and the man off at work. Well, it's natural, isn't it? And and. So that's the sort of naturals not in it, uh, so and 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 that I'm not saying that you know uh, T.J. Clark was talking about that, but it, it was it's, it's a spin-off of of some of the ideas that the, a lot of these things are you know are there for a reason, and a lot of the ideas expressed here are about breaking down old hierarchies and old ideas, mm. and the reason I say this does speak to this, you know, I mean, I I, I kind of. I spent a lot of time looking at things from the past to help me understand the present. Um, I tend to go to, you know, I mean, for example, uh, Dead Souls, you know, I mean, that's something I read a few years ago, which which has sort of obsessed me a bit and, and which I've pinched ideas from. And, and I think it's a sort of very modern idea, but mm. it's a very old book. Um, and... I think there's a great deal to learn from from the past, and I think there's a tendency for people to sort of go, "This is today. This is we're in the twenty first century, mate." Um, 
you know, what what what's what the what's the nineteenth century got to do with me? You know, and we look at pictures of the of the fifties and go, oh, look at those funny clothes they're wearing. Mm-hmm. It was five minutes ago. Mm. You know, it's mm. it's crazy. But um, there's a book out at the moment, uh, William Davis, called Nervous States, which I'm just um, dipping into at the moment, and he talks about. You know, we know at the moment that we've got a world that is sort of rather lost its way. Um, not necessarily bad. I'm not, you know, there's no pejorative there. Uh, the, uh, the you've got Trump in America, you've got Brexit here. What's going on in Italy, and uh, uh, is the European Union going to sort of be around in ten years' time? Uh, you know, a lot of the certainties of the past are shaking if not being broken down. People are... This, I'm, I'm sort of partly saying what he's saying, but that, um, again, what was solid has mm. now become yeah. shaky, yeah. paper thin. It feels like a vibration, doesn't it? Yeah. Which was sort of the yeah. same sort of thing that was happening at the time when yeah. this painting and, and was painted. You know, it's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's become... People don't want to trust the, the old order. Mm. And, they, and they don't... They don't know what news to believe. They, they, you know, everybody, everybody knows. Kids know that what they see online may or may not be true. Mm. So that they'll believe a conspiracy theory, or they'll believe uh, some fake news, and or they might, and they might believe some real news. You know, but it's 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 a complete mixture. Think think we're in shaky times, and people are not really. Uh, people are becoming anxious and depressed and. Worried and voting for things which they wouldn't in the past have voted for, uh, and I, and I think that breakdown, that kind of uh, negating a pre- the previous order, what was fixed, what was solid, is what this painting's about. Mm. Can you have you seen it in real life? Can't remember. I think I have. Mm. That's interesting. So it hasn't had a, it didn't have an effect on you then. If you did no, see it in real life, it didn't no have an effect on, on you in real uh, life, though. You know, I mean, I think it, uh, the way we look at painting. I mean, one of the, your ideas is the sort of emotional connection mm. to it, what it meant in your life, and and I, and I think um, uh, it's very interesting what, how we value paintings and how we think about them. How you know, uh, I think partly it's about some version of the truth, some version of a statement about the time it's in, uh, and not necessarily something where you go, oh, isn't that beautiful? There, there might be elements of, of a painting which you, you think are beautiful or visually attractive or, or in some way, but it becomes a very mysterious area where you, where you... A painting is often an argument. It's often a presenting... An argument which you can agree with or dismiss or not understand or whatever. Mm. Um, some, so it's trying to give a version of the truth, and the truth was a slippery target. Mm. Oh, I'm interested. That you said that you felt this painting resonated very much with today, and you, you gave your reasons for that. So I wonder if ten years ago I'd asked you what your favourite work of art is, would you still pick this? Probably. Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> Does that negate everything I'm saying? Um, <laughs> no, not at all. We've no, been in a state of flux for a while. Yeah. I, 
yes, they probably, I, I, I would have said that. And, um, you know, it, it's like if people ask me, well, is songwriting different now than it was 40 years ago? And essentially, I don't think it particularly is. I think I've, I've changed. I mean, I'm a, I've either got much older, I've got different, different ideas. But a lot of the ideas, the central ideas are the same. And um, so, you know, the, the idea that this, this painting negates some old hierarchies and is uh, an, agnostic, an atheist or certainly an agnostic kind of painting um, appeals to me now as much as it did then. And, um, okay, I admit to um, making a... I, I don't think spurious connection with, with, with today, but... <laughs> Well, today's uh, the, a long with, time, we could with, say with today's minute, yeah, 100 yeah. years. But yeah, um, what about uh, in your career as, mm. a, as an art, a music producer and a, a musician, what's the artistic process for designing album covers, for example? I mean, have you thought of using this as an album cover? Would that make sense? Would that resonate? <clears throat> no, I think it'd be too... I don't want to be too... Uh, something that we always... That John King and I, who was my... Was my collaborator in the in the beginnings of Gang of Four. Uh, we would always the sort of touchstone would be. We don't want to be too, you know. We're clever anyway. We don't be too clever, clever. <laughs> yeah. And and um, and we always avoided using language that was <laughs> too clever. Uh, we wanted, you know, the point was to, you know, one of the reasons I didn't end up as a, as an artist and I ended up as a musician was because I didn't want to have um, I didn't want people to have to go and get a degree to understand what I was on about and and everybody understands music everybody understands pop music not the game for music but we we kind of have a connection to pop music mm. you know and uh, so I wanted to be in a medium that was understandable uh, that you, you know that was instant that um, that had depth to it that if you if the audience was interested they'd kind of look further but it would also be in a kind of instant thing mm. i'm afraid that's all we've got time for but thank you so much Damn. for coming in andy i mean, just got started <laughs> my my manager said um she said uh i said i'm just going to talk about a work of art so oh really okay um which one's that then i said it's just painted by manet Andy, can't you talk about Banksy or something cool? <laughs> I was like, oh, come off it. Look, I mean, either, either this is really uncool or it's really cool. I don't know. I think it's very cool and I think it should be on your album cover, but there we go. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Today we were talking about Le Déjeuner dans l'Atelier, or in English, Luncheon in the Studio, an 1868 oil painting by the French painter Edouard Manet. Manet was born in 1832 and died aged 51 in 1883. He was a pivotal figure in the transition in the 19th century from realism to impressionism. The painting was first exhibited in the 1869 Paris Salon and along with another of his works entitled The Balcony received poor reviews. Viewers of Le Déjeuner were bewildered by the arbitrary juxtaposition of objects and subjects around the dining table and Manet was criticised for wanting to attract attention at any cost. 
If you would like to see the work of art we were discussing this week or carry on the conversation further, you can find me on Twitter at Laura Jane Foley. And if you want to discuss the show, please use the hashtag my favourite work of art. The show was recorded at Wisebud in London. The title music is Blue from Colours by Dimitri Scarlatto. I hope you'll be able to join me next time. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.